this time yesterday, I was outside in 25 degree heat, swimming in an outdoor pool with the Burj Khalifa in the background. It was glorious. But it's just the most ridiculous place on earth. Everything is shiny and everything is clean and everything is new. Yeah. There was not a single old car on the road. Everything was probably made like six months ago. They've also got shiny new like human rights um, <laughs> issues. There's, and then, of course, we went out We went out to the beach and had dinner outdoors and the food was fantastic and everyone is super nice. And then you're just at the back of your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, this place has a pretty bad record for like human rights and, and locking up, you know, people they don't like for no reason, sometimes killing gays. But, you know, it's fine. No, no you got to be careful what you wear and like what is what you say. Indeed. There were certain rules that I was unaware of before I arrived. All right. And actually, in a previous life, I had covered stories of people who've been locked up in Dubai for, you know, touching a man on the hip. Right. Yes. And then, of course, he he got home after three months and I was sent to his family house to try and speak to him. Did you make him touch your hip, Colin? I mean, I'll be honest... In that story, I think there was probably more to it than the Brit was letting on. Well, you'd be surprised. They, they arrest people for a whole lot of stuff. That's true. That's true. I, that being said, I did thoroughly enjoy it. And Rome also was spectacular. If you have a list of places you want to see, add Rome to it. Add Rome to the list. Oh, absolutely. Because you're just walking along. You're like, oh, great. That, that pillar there or that building's been there for 2,000 years. You look at them and you think, how on earth did anyone build this before... It even had like pencils or things to draw Can't, with. Same, same answer. And then the, the uh, the Vatican, is also you know I I ticked off two countries because because that counts. Uh, the the Vatican's also mad in that the sheer. <laughs> That's actually where you can end that sentence. <laughs> Sorry, the sheer opulence, the luxury, the expense of that place is insane. And also the Sistine Chapel, I, I went to see the famous, you know, creation of Adam picture where an Adam's touching God's... Well, they're, they're like doing a pinky promise with their index fingers. An index promise. Al- almost. An index promise. And uh, that was actually really, really special, just walking through that and uh, and seeing that and being like, oh, there we go. It's right there. How did he paint the ceiling and not make it look terrible and squint? I've, that was my main question. I've only ever painted a ceiling with like one colour, one block colour, and I still do a bad job. <laughs> So that question stands. Yeah, I, I painted my, my bathroom ceiling a few months ago and managed to get most of the paint like on myself mm-hmm. from when it was dripping down. Mm-hmm. Wait, you were putting enough paint up there to drip down? That's your mistake. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were over generous with the coating. At least with Michelangelo, like he's drawing actual figures and he managed to get them on the roof and they look incredible. And he did it whilst it's on a roof. It's not even <laughs> like in front of him. See, I've never really thought about this before in my life. This is interesting. Uh, do you reckon they like they made the bits before they painted all the bits before they hung them up? No, but they didn't. It's the, they're not hung. They're not hung. They're not paintings. They're the actual it's ceiling like stone. is painted. Ah, it's the bits of stone. Do you reckon they like painted the bottom of the bits of stone that were going in the ceiling, and then they like put <laughs> no. them in the right place? Uh, no, they didn't. That's what I do. That's not what happened. I reckon they were doing it wrong. No, nope. any other way, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> Episode 155 of Cease Operate is here. I'm Colin and he is James. I am. And that was definitely the first time we tried that intro. Hi. Because I'm not half asleep. 
It's fine. We're, we're going to soldier on. James, what's uh, what's been happening with you besides feeding chickens? Are you all right? How's, how's life? I'm okay. We're just, you know, still in Lewis. Ooh, it's a good place to be. That's not why. But there is a new dog here, which is... Oh, did uh, Graham get his new dog? Graham got his new dog. And nice. What's it called? It's, Bo? It's called, it's called Baby. Baby. Oh, I knew it was something with a B. Yeah. And, you know, it... it, Bo, it wait, wait, hold on. Why did you call a dog Baby? You'll have to ask Graham. Sorry, Graham. I was thinking it was named after the driver, the the eponymous driver. <laughs> right. Okay. I, but it isn't. What what breed of dog is it? Um. What model? What model? <laughs> what what model of dog? Sorry, uh, we were talking about. Never mind. No. Never mind. What breed of dog is it? I was done in Northern Europe. All right. A part Pomeranian and part something that isn't Pomeranian. Ah, when you mix a Pokemon with an Iranian. Yep. You you get a. <laughs> Where does the M come from? Oh, a Pokemon with an Armenian. There a we go. Pomeranian. There we go. <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. Shut up, James. It was funny. Right. Let's Pomeranian. <laughs> uh, everybody, please get in touch with the show. Thank you to everyone who has got in touch. Do get in touch with us on uh, at Seesaw Parade on Twitter. Yeah. Like David Godin did. He tweeted. He said, you know what? The Seesaw Parade podcast really is a little gem. Never dull. Hey. Always lovely. Cheers, chaps. Smiley face. Yeah, that's nice. That was great. My heart is warmed. He's not even related to us, so we, if we didn't like press gang him into anything. Finally, a comment not from a family member or Ross. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I then asked him, hey, do you want to send us a review of something? So he says he's watching Maniac. He's halfway through. Okay. Oh, I like Maniac. David, the, the pressure is on. We, we are, we're eagerly, uh, eagerly awaiting your audio review. I also thought that Izzy's review of you, I mean, we talked about it last week. We didn't actually reflect on it. She was great. Mm-hmm. I agree. So everyone else out there, if you've watched something recently, a film, TV show, whatever it happens to be, send us a review. can be as long as you like, as short as you like. Seesawparade at gmail.com and you will be on the show so you don't have to listen to me or James' monologue. Uh, wait, hold on. We have a dialogue, Colin. Let's let's rephrase that. Me monologue and James occasionally interjecting. There we go. Right, there we go. That's better. Cease operate on Snapchat. Do add us. Do add me even because I'll send you totally appropriate Snapchats. He definitely does. <laughs> and also Facebook. Man, I'm tired. Facebook. Cease operate and just, just show us some love, everyone. You know what? I would have, like, a cookie. It's almost Valentine's Day. It's approaching Valentine's Day. If someone can just give me a cookie between now and then, we're on a good year. <laughs> Speaking of good years, Colin, it's, f- it's February. It's February. How has this happened? Did you make any new February's re- resolutions? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, James. Uh, but February is actually an exciting time. You mentioned Valentine's Day. I'm actually in Madrid on Valentine's Day. Ooh. So I'm just going to have to find, like... Some Juan over there to go on a date with. Oh, wait. See what I did there? Nice. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Let's talk movies and news and things that actually matter, starting with Hobbs and Shaw. Now, before oh, you... Wait, <laughs> things that actually matter? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I realise the irony in, what, in that sentence. Hobbs and Shaw is the first Fast and Furious spin-off mm-hmm. because they don't have enough of those movies. Nope. And it's uh, The Rock and it's Jason Statham... Teaming up to be funny and save the world again. Let's have a quick listen to the trailer. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. Career lawman. Always gets his guy. Deckard Shaw. 
I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6 agent doesn't play well with others. If we stand a chance against Brixton, you guys have to work together. No way. This guy's a real ass. I watched the trailer, I saw it. What do you think of it then? This was weird. It's so weird. It looks like everybody's trying to be the next, like, adult, but not really adult comedy action film. Right. I'm confused, though. It could be okay, but I'm mostly just confused. I would actually urge you to go and watch this trailer because it's it's unusual. It's unusual. This isn't a normal in trailer. It's it's first of all, it's very long. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it seems to cram in like all the funny moments and all the plot points and all yeah and the whole. Th- We've complained about this before. The entire plot of the film is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. People the- pay for what they know they're getting, though, so this is going to be a success. But we've talked about this before, and actually the trailers which don't really show you what goes on... We like them, are but great. the general populace of the Earth seems to buy <laughs> tickets to films where they already know the story, and that's okay. okay. Right, well, it's... It's a weird trailer. I think the two of them would be quite funny, but some of the dialogue, even in the trailer, seemed so hokey. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, guys, really? Are we? T- who wrote this? And who, who okayed this? They ad-libbed it. They ad-libbed some of it. I reckon half of it's ad-libbed. Some of it made me smile, as in The Rock saying, hey, this is me saving the world for the fourth time, because I'm good at it. Yeah, that was exactly what he said. So it's a little bit self-aware. I can, I can, I'm on board with that. Yeah, there's some aspects of it that looked okay. And I like the fact that the trailer wasn't just the same as everything else is. Just like epic music and slow motion shots of action. Yeah. But, you know, it still looks a bit just, as you said, hokey. Okay. Uh, Vin Diesel's also confirmed that Fast and Furious, to add to its spin-off tally, is going to have a fully female Fast Furious film. Oh boy, what are they going to call it? Fast females? Furious females? mm, (laughs) Fast and female. The Fast Furious females. They wouldn't put female in the title, that's a mistake. Purely because then they get called sexist. Well, yeah. Because it would be. It would be. Uh, I think they're probably going to use existing characters from their universe. Yeah. I reckon they're going to put the word feisty in there because that's a classic feisty. Hollywood word for women. We've talked about this before and that they've... <laughs> the titles of the Fast and Furious franchise. Fast for nine. Fast, the Fast and the Benign. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, who knows what they're going to end up with, but that's now in the works. And talking of female-led franchises, Birds of Prey, jumping over to DC now, nicely done. has its first teaser. James, have you seen this? This one is just music and it's 20 seconds long, so we're not going to play I, it. I have. It's a very short teaser. It's like a YouTube advert. <laughs> it is, actually. And it actually looks like a YouTube advert. And it's it's literally a, a blink and you miss it of every maiden character who's in that film, which is including Margot Robbie, Elizabeth... Mary Winstead and yeah. Ewan McGregor, yeah. who is the big baddie. That power couple, who definitely are an established couple in the Hollywood industry. What's interesting about this teaser for me is that it was uploaded by a user called like Cheeky Sneak Peek with a picture Cheeky of... Cheeky Sneaky Peaky? Yeah, so something ridiculous, with a picture of Harley Quinn as the user. Yeah. Almost as if it's like, oh, no. Harley Quinn's on YouTube. She's yeah, they're, they're, they're going for the fourth wall stuff with the marketing, for sure. Like Harley Quinn's titling the film, Harley Quinn's doing the yeah. the uploads. So we've discussed the, the actual title of this film before, which is Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Is it not fantabulous? Ah, yes, maybe. Sorry, sorry to say that word, everyone. 
And so, yeah, you're right. It's going for the whole kind of fourth wall. It's Margot Robbie. Actually, no, it's Harley Quinn. She's on YouTube. She's on Instagram. And here's a great film, but I like the the cast looks great. The cast looks good. And Harley Quinn as a character is good. Yeah. I mean, they've gone weird with the, with the costume design. She was like super dressed up. Maybe some someone in between their 15 and their 17th year of life that has a bit too much money to spend in in, in the last film. Yep. And now she looks like she just jumped into a bin behind a carnival. <laughs> so I'm not sure if there's going to be any consistency of the character, but we'll find out. And thus the episode title was born. Yeah, this it's it's I'm looking forward to seeing the actual trailer. This has certainly whetted the appetite. And Ewan McGregor is a, a solid choice for a villain, as long as he has a decent accent and not just standard American generic. Yeah, don't make him try to do Minnesota. <laughs> well, exactly. R.I.P. Fargo. Uh, talking of DC and Harley Quinn, Suicide Squad 2. Yep, there's a sequel. We talked about this before. James wait, Gunn. Wait, it's got a real good title, though. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. Uh, James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy fame is writing and directing after he was unceremoniously shoved out of the House of Mouse and he has now unveiled the title for this uh, sequel for 2021 it's not Suicide Squad 2 it's not Suicide Squad Volume 2 it's The Suicide Squad what is oh boy that's some creativity the third one's going to be called A Suicide Squad (laughs) That Suicide Squad. This Suicide Squad. You know, there are some films that this isn't an option for. So say he he actually ended up doing a Guardians reboot, it would be called The Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a bit of a mouthful. Like the next Toy Story film comes out, they call it The Toy Story. The Toy... You could do that with any film. It's just ridiculous, though. Like, why would you call a sequel or a relaunch to just add the word the to it? It's it's fashionable. The Batman's doing it. Can we call it The Seesaw Parade? That's when we do the reboot and when we need to go dark and gritty. <laughs> In 10 years. I just think that's just stupid. Really stupid. It's just not a fun name. But it's a, it's a soft reboot, right? Or a relaunch? So what they're calling it, you're right. They're calling it a relaunch. So it will have a different cast. I would imagine they keep a hold of Harley Quinn because she was basically the standout. Joker, Deadshot, Joker. I doubt Jared Leto will be back for that. No, Will Smith's a pretty big name. He was he was quite good as Deadshot. He might make an appearance again. But the rest of them, you could you could chuck. Yeah, I want the I want I want the Rope Boy back. The Rope Boy, Ropeman, bring back Ropeman. Slipknot, Slipknot. That was his name. <laughs> Literally killed after three minutes. I want him. We've discussed Suicide Squad before, and obviously the problems with it are bountiful. The only saving grace I had in my view certainly were the characters yeah in that the, the, well even the the cast actually not the characters the cast besides Jared Leto and beside Enchantress I thought the rest of them were pretty good they were okay that's that's a good thing and with a film like this where you got flexible you can use any villain in the whole universe thing they could go with anyone and it would be all right and then just like kill half of them off and then get a new half for the next film it's, but I get the feeling that since it's James Gunn, he's going to be going for a Guardians of the Galaxy, but bad guys feel. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what Guardians of the Galaxy was in the first place. Just a bunch of misfits slash baddies who are teaming up to be those yeah, anti-heroes. Yeah. But he's actually going to go a bit harder in the dark, I reckon. Right. Like, the, I think that was what the intention of the original film, but now they've got the guy to actually do it himself. Okay, well, you mentioned Batman there. 
The Batman. So and yeah, the next film called The Batman. The main, well, I mean, that may or may not be the final title. We'll wait and see. But let's say for now, it's called The Batman. The main news this week is that Ben Affleck's stint as the Cape Crusader is over. Oh no. He will no longer be portraying the Cape Crusader because the 2021 film has been penciled in. It's been directed by Matt Reeves, who did all the Apes films, who is an mm-hmm. excellent choice. But yes, Affleck is gone. James, thoughts on this? I kind of liked Affleck. So did I. He was not the weak link in any of those films. I'm sorry to see him go. Sad as he was, sad as his face was. Then again, he also has, seems to be going through a midlife crisis right now. It's a bit <laughs> embarrassing. So just like put him under the rug for a while. I, I guess. Actually, I've, I've done an invert. I changed my mind from a minute ago. Right. <laughs> Get rid of him. Okay. Wait until he's done his little crisis. And then bring him back to do something cool afterwards. W- was that your feelings when I had my midlife crisis a couple of years ago? You've, you only had your quarter life crisis. Oh, We're yeah. still waiting. The midlife crisis is going to be huge. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, I would say Ben Affleck was a good Batman. I, I liked him. I thought he had an excellent jaw for a, st- for a start, but mm-hmm. actually he yeah, just, he just inhibited the character very he, well. And he did a good Bruce too. He de- uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I will always i think simply because he was the batman of my kind of growing up years christian bale is batman for me but yeah i like ben affleck so it's a it's a shame to see him go i'll be interested to see who they get to replace him well they're going for a young batman next time right well see this is the thing so this 2021 film apparently is going to feature more or focus more on the detective side yeah, rather Batman. than like the save the world side. Which apparently is more in line with the comic books, but I yeah. never saw Batman as a detective. That's his thing, he's a detective. Fair enough. That's the problem when all the films are the same. You don't get the actual characters. Okay, well, anyway, talking of detectives, Detective Pikachu, everybody. Oh boy. It's not out till May, but a sequel is being worked on already. Yes. James, why? Because they're sure of its success. They know it's going to be successful. Because the YouTube trailer got millions of views. I think there's two reasons for this. One, they know they've got a hit on their hands. I'm sure the film's basically finished. Mm-hmm. And if the t- and you know, I did like the trailer. Mm-hmm. And if anyone can make that character work, it's Ryan Reynolds, basically just playing Deadpool as Pikachu. Yeah, and also he's he's totally fashionable right now. So get him for a second film. So I imagine the film. Yeah, that's likely the main reason the first this film is good and so they're like it's gonna make loads of money let's just start the second one make all that more money even sooner what if they kill pikachu off at the end and the next <laughs> film follows the, the the adventures of his son pichu sorry what detective that, pichu that's not the next line of the evolution you clearly don't know your pokemon well, you, it's his son you don't have a son and it's like the next the next evolution. Pokemon don't have children. Pokemon have children. You no, put they their don't. Eggs, you put their eggs in the daycare, Colin. No, they, they evolve. They don't... <laughs> Sorry, what? Why are we discussing if Pokemon can have kids? Because like, cause Ditto could Pichu have a kid not... of any Pokemon. You give any Pokemon and Ditto some time together and they'll give you an egg. Pichu is not the next step in the Pikachu evolution. It's Raichu. If anything, it would be Raichu would yeah, be the Pikachu's dad. Pikachu's getting killed off at the end. He doesn't get to evolve. <laughs> He's not getting killed off. He's Ryan Reynolds. He's going to be right in the middle of evolving and then someone's going to be like, nah, I'm pressing that B button and then just like kills him. 
Right. Okay. Um, so, well, that's that's the yeah. You're right. It's the main reason I reckon they have seen the film and they think they've got a hit on their hands. This other reason would just be they feel confident that yeah they've seen the YouTube hits and they think oh why not let's just start a second one. They probably just also invested so much in the fur CGI technology <laughs> that they can't help but make a second film to justify it to their bosses. Right. We're going to talk uh, what have we been watching and we've got some Brexit and Trump too. But just before we wrap up the movie news, let's talk The Invisible Man. Now, James, I read this story and it filled me with dread. Ooh, just like a horror needs to. Because do you remember, cast your mind back, um, cast your mind back a couple of years. Do you remember how Universal had those plans to have a dark universe? Yeah. Similar to they'd seen what Marvel had done and they thought, right. We're going to have a universe, it's going to have Frankenstein, it's going to have the mummy, it's going to have the Invisible Man, it's going to have uh, yeah. Russell Crowe as a werewolf. Yeah, but instead of making them all like scary horror films, they decided to try and make them action characters. Yeah. So after two films, maybe one film? One film. The Mummy, the mummy. which was horrible. Yeah. The Not the original Mummy film, like the, the Mummy this film. This is the Tom Cruise Mummy film. Oh, they decided to uh, to say goodbye to the dark universe. The news this week is that uh, Universal have now asked Bloomhouse Productions yeah. to make Inv- Invisible Man for them mm-hmm. as a horror film. Yeah. So just to give you a bit of context, Bloomhouse are basically the creators of every good horror film in the last... All the successful ones. Seven, eight years. Yeah. yeah. So... And the most interesting one for me in particular here is the guy they've asked to direct and write this, a guy called Lee Wannell, did Upgrade, oh, yeah. which was in my top five films of 2018. It was a Bloomhouse film. Underrated. It's an action film, but it has elements of horror. It was so good. So I don't really know how to feel about this. It's exciting if they're actually going down like a horror path. If they're going to make a dark universe, sure. If they're going to actually make it dark, sure. Just don't try and make action heroes. We've got enough of those. I mean... I don't know how you can make an Invisible Man an action hero. What were we meant to be watching? I'm assuming at some point he's going to have visible form. Well, he's going to have... Yeah, so he says... He's been a hero before. He was a hero in in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Never seen it. Yeah, well, he was a hero in that. And he was invisible. Sometimes. Sometimes he puts on clothes and then he's no longer invisible because he's wearing clothes. Right. I don't really know how they're going to make him a horror because I've not actually seen him as a as a monster. Do you think they'll just have like a static camera and they'll just stick it there and they'll be like, "Yep, I know this looks like it's just a wall." <laughs> they're going to do like they're going to do like fishing line tricks. They're going to have like <laughs> the fruit moving around the room. Yep. Ooh. So I am intrigued by this because the most recent news before this, probably eighteen months ago, Johnny Depp was meant to be the Invisible Man. All right. Yeah. I doubt that's happening now. But yeah, I'm 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 on board for it. He's this. having a hard time being invisible right now. Okay, we talked. Uh, I think I mentioned Jared Leto earlier. I did, but ultimately, before we move on, let's just talk about Morbius, another oh yeah great idea from Sony. This is the I mean Venom worked out. <laughs> yeah, this is the living vampire Morbius, who is uh, rather than the dead one. Yeah, he's called the living vampire. I don't know why. Uh, being played by Jared Leto. vampires are actually dead? I don't know. I don't... Shut up, I don't care. <laughs> I've never met one. That's okay. Jared Leto is playing Morbius, and the big news this week is that Matt Smith 
as in the former Doctor Who... The Doctor. ...is... I'm sorry, as in the former Doctor from Doctor Who is in talks for a major role, which I imagine is as the villain. Matt Smith making it to Hollywood, eh? Yeah, but he's English, so he's getting cast as a bad guy, and he's got a he's got a he's got a strong jaw, so he's getting cast as a bad guy. Matt Smith, the funny thing is, and he's skinny, so he's getting cast as a bad guy. Yeah, he tried he tried to hold the whole like breaking into Hollywood thing before with the ill-fated Terminator Genesis film from a few years ago. Yeah. Do you remember it was like Jason Clark and the girl from Game of Thrones and it was terrible? Yeah, that was a bad film. It was meant to be it was meant to be the start of like a new run of Terminator films and they did one and thought, nope, that was horrible. Never mind. Bye, Matt Smith. Yeah, so he's gonna get Hollywood again. He's done with that Netflix business. He doesn't wanna be in the crown anymore because he actually recast his character. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, Christopher Nolan. From Dark Knight fame, Inception, Memento, Interstellar, Dunkirk. He's announced his next film. Yeah. But and it doesn't have a name and it yep. doesn't have a cast. Yeah. But it's coming out next summer. Oh boy. It's going to be set in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> what do you base that on? He's done outer space. He's done the depths of your mind. He's, he's, he's done Batman. So the only other genre left is, is the abyss. Literally, the film. he's going to reshoot the film The Abyss. He's only got a year to do it, so that's a, probably Actually, a feasible project. That is a great theory. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I'm just excited for this because Christopher Nolan is probably the only, or maybe one of the only directors who, you know, production house, someone like Warner Brothers can just be like, yeah, make a film for 2020. We're just going to tell the world that you're making it. We don't need anything else. Have fun. Yeah, he also did make The Dark Knight Rises, so he's got that blip on his career. It's not even a blip. It was still a it's good... A blip. Nope, it's still a good film. It's not a patch on the first or second one, but it's still a good superhero movie. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, James. It's good. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's making a new film. We don't know what it is or what it's about or what it's called, but it's coming at 2020. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's talk what we've seen this week. James... Tell me. Nothing at all. Great. Wait. Oh, but that I mean I haven't finished anything at all. Not even we'll an get... anime. Well, I, yeah, I didn't finish any series. I've just watched some of oh, several. Man, you're letting the side down here, James. As I said, the internet's been bad and I've been playing a whole lot of Stardew Valley. Loads <laughs> of it. I guess we'll, we'll move on. Due to the lack of audio, you're just going to have to deal with me this week. Uh, James, on the flight to and from Dubai... I managed to get through three films okay. when I wasn't doing Gaelic or or trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being The Wife. Now, ah. this is the film that Glenn Close is nominated for for Best Actress at the Oscars. Yeah. You may recall I said last week or the, the week before, it was the only film I was yet to see. Mm-hmm. I've now seen it. Yes, you have. And I would like to change my pick... <laughs> Or best actress, she's gonna win it. Oh yeah, she is. Oh, she's unbelievable. Oh, there you go. So, a very brief synopsis is uh, she's the long-suffering wife of a writer who gets recognised for the Nobel uh, Prize for Literature, but all is not as it seems. Oh, um, he. So, I mean, I'll just leave it there. Oh, but she is her performance. She's like simmering through the entire film and it just builds to this final crescendo and she's mind-blowingly good good 
honestly loved her performance. She will win the Oscar. Ooh. You, you can, I will, I will hand her the trophy myself. Oh, I don't think they'll want you to do that. Well, you don't know. Wait till they get a call from Seesaw Parade. I mean, they still need a host. They don't even yeah. have a host yet. Let them know we're willing to host. Good idea. The Oscars will love us. Okay. Yep. Uh, so that's The Wife. Uh, solid 7.5 out of 10. Good film. And she was awesome. It's a like, decent film, but like outstanding performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, decent right. film. Enjoyed the film. and But just simply for that performance. Stunning. Then I saw Leave No Trace, which is one of the few films on Rotten Tomatoes to get 100%. Ooh. It's had over 200 reviews. All right. Not a single negative review. There's no trace of a negative review. <laughs> there is no trace. Yeah. This is Ben Foster, who has been, who's awesome. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, and newcomer Tomasin McKenzie. And it's basically the story of the two of them who live out in the woods. He has mm-hmm. some army PTSD issues. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of their struggle to find a home. Right. And it's... You know, whilst it's not exactly, you know, explosions, gunfire, whatever you might want it to be, the heart of the story and the performance of of uh, Thomason, or I don't really know how to say her name, she, I think, is 13. Okay. And she is, again, she's just phenomenal. She conveys such heart, such emotion with everything that she's dealing with. It's her and her, you know, Ben Foster's playing her father. Okay. And the relationship between the two of them as the film progresses is magnetic and honestly i would happily give or i'm surprised it didn't get more nominations for for it i think it just came out at the wrong time it came out in june last year so okay kind of long forgotten by the time you know the likes of the sags the globes the oscars come around yeah we have it too long but if you get a chance to see it leave no trace only like an hour and a half great wee film really liked it yeah lastly oh dear Den of Thieves. <gasps> you saw it. Gerard Butler. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this is this came out last year. Uh-huh. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you want to waste a couple hours, then stick it on. Right. It was one of these... It's it's an action... It's a heist film. It's action heist with the occasional stripper thrown in. Of course. Yeah, that's the perfect addition to a heist film. It's... And it's a star-studded cast as well, and a Gerard Butler just doing his gruff American voice. Yeah. I en- this is the funny thing. I watched it and I enjoyed it and thought, man, that was good. I actually surprisingly enjoyed that. Then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, hold on. In real life, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. That also wouldn't work. How would he have done that? There's no way he would have managed that. X, Y, Z. And then at the end of it, I thought, no, man, that's just really stupid. So Maybe the director's cut will fix it. Or maybe. But it's already two hours 20 long. All right. So maybe the like extended director's <laughs> cut will fix it. It's... If you want to like disconnect your brain and don't think too hard about the plot holes, it's actually a half decent thriller. Right, that's that's a big rule for most heist films. But if fair. you no, but then if you start to if but it's just like some of the common sense stuff. Right, and you're thinking, look, if this was real life, this dude would have been shot about ten minutes into the film. Okay. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And uh, just to round off this section, I was so sleep deprived that I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy two. And almost cried at the end. I think that's because I think it's because I was just so deprived of sleep. Wow, you, it is yeah. a sad ending. It is honestly. Oh no, that's because that's a sad ending. Completely average film, but boys, they 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 earned that ending. But uh, I don't remember getting even remotely teary in the cinema. So 
blame the jet lag. Jet lag. Right. James, I've done far too much talking. Let's talk about Brexit. Go. Oh, um, so all of our MPs over here in the United Kingdom were like, no thanks, Theresa, your Brexit deal is pretty bad. Theresa's like, yeah, I agree. You suck, Theresa. Pretty bad. I'm not good at deals. I'm going to try and make another one, okay? I'll make another deal with the EU. And then all the, the, the MPs are like, okay, Theresa, you can make another deal now. And the EU just reminds us that the deal is not open for renegotiation, especially over the backstop to the Northern Ireland situation. I love the way you tell news stories. It's just so much more interesting than when I do it because I just stick with the facts. You actually just do like a dramatic retelling. Yeah, so you got to have your vo- your own voice. Makes it so much more interesting. So the government's just all having a wee panic now and they're opening up like food shelters and bunkers and they're building <laughs> up our water reserves. And you know, we're going to write a medicine. Tesco's is having a rager. We don't know where we're going to put our garbage. All of our, yeah, all of our well, plastics and our... And our, and our dead plants are just going to be chilling about there's there's two issues here i'd like to ask you about let's go to the second one first right uh, the, the government you're right are apparently preparing crisis centers to deal with the level of waste which will be left in the event of a no deal yeah because you, you've got to put your junk somewhere and if you close off your borders it's got to go somewhere in your own country you're very right you do have to put your junk somewhere james imagine okay Yep. These are the kind of things you didn't think about. People are just like, chuck it in the ocean. I'm like, no. Why not just put that on the side of a bus, not your 350 million to the <laughs> NHS? But <bunch laughs> another bus is like, but where will we put our rubbish? <laughs> what about the bins? <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. First of all, then, first point, probably the, probably the more important one. What happens now? Because the EU have made it abundantly clear that, nope, sorry, deal's a deal. That's what you've got. You can come back and plead all you want, but nothing's changing. So, so what now? Well, there's 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 a few paths. There can be further votes on the current deal to try and convince all the MPs that really we just got to go for it. Uh-huh. Or we could just like leave without having a deal and crash out of uh, of a of a growing market who had just agreed with free trade with Japan, which is really nice of, for the EU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or we could just be like, hey guys, let's not do this. And they'll go, yeah, we didn't want to either. And then we'll all be friends again. That'll be great. As much as a vote to basically cancel Brexit sounds great, I just find that very unlikely. We do not foresee it here on the old podcast. We do not. Let's finish up by talking about uh, good old US of A and the ongoing border wall issue between President Trump and the Democrats slash everybody else. So, yeah. Did they build it? Not yet. Not, not yet. So Donald Trump, after the longest federal shutdown in history... Well done. Record-breaking. ...finally agreed to a temporary reopening, a 21-day reopening, which takes it up to February 15th mm-hmm. to let actually some crucial services get paid and resume. And get back But now, the, like the clock is ticking. They've got basically two weeks to sort out the budget for the year. And Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House for the Democrats, has basically said, nope, this is never happening. There's going to be no budget for the wall. And Trump has said, well, okay, that's that's that then. And we're back at square one. Yep. It turns out that if you don't make any progress, you just end up where you already were. Mind-blowing stuff. Similarly to Brexit, I don't know what happens next here. It's it's new territory. Yeah, can everyone just keeps holding out, hoping hoping that they eventually win. Trump did get a lot of criticism for actually opening up the government again 
because it was seen by some conservative commentators the likes of, of course, I've forgotten all their names now. <laughs> Is it the crazy ones, Colin? Ann Coulter, for one, who's a big conservative name. Oh, yeah, it's the crazy ones, Colin. And Mike Chernovich, who both have said Trump has, you know, after ending the shutdown, just said, oh, he's got no backbone. He's yeah. lost. Which I thought was almost, it was quite shocking, actually, the way they turned on no, him. It's worth it, Colin. you got to shut down your entire country for as long as you possibly can so that you can then build things. Do you think that even some of his fan base, his rabid fan base, have seen his action or lack thereof and thought maybe this isn't the wisest move? Well, it sounds like they're jumping on that, but the wrong way around. They're like trying to make progress isn't the wisest move. Just like keep everything not working. That sounds great. I don't quite get it. Do you think the border wall will be built? No. I reckon at best it's, there might be a little fence there eventually. <laughs> you know, with like little little steps so you can climb over it safely. Like a style? Yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. A fence with styles. Well, to Trump, there you go. There's your solution. Have a fence, but just have a nice wee step that people can hop over. Yeah, still no, nothing makes sense. Walls, walls don't stop people. I can climb a wall. It quite, like they're gonna get over regardless. You're not gonna stall, like solve all the problems by making a wall a third of the way across the border. Come on. Anyway. Anyway, it's worth it. We promise. We've run out of time, James. We have. Anything else you'd like to add? Germany's getting rid of coal power plants. Well done, Germany. Hey, well done, Germany. By twenty thirty nine. A 38, but yes. By 2038, yay. yay! Great stuff. Uh, and Wait, no, hold on. Did we talk about Alex Salmon? Oh, we didn't, actually. Oh, man. What? I mean... Oh, no. I've, for, well, first of all, I uh, yeah, that was pretty shocking to me. I was in Rome when this happened. Well, he's a bit of a creepy guy, but yeah. Right, so, so just in case you missed it, Alex Salmon being the former first minister of Scotland, being, if you're outside of the UK, the most powerful politician in scotland for Mm -hmm. i think close to seven eight years sometime was arrested and charged and appeared in court with two charges of attempted rape and i think close to maybe it was 14 sexual Mm -hmm. assaults and he is declaring it he is innocent he said he said he's innocent of yeah, but he's also a politician. He is, he is. But of course you're going to say you're innocent. Yeah. Innocent, and, and it's innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But my view on this is that prosecutors would be very wary of taking the former first minister to court over charges like this. Yeah. But to have the list of the charge sheet he has, 14 sexual assaults, two attempted rapes, as well as a, a breach of the peace as well, they must be confident that they're going to get a conviction. Yeah, it can't be flaky charges. Exactly, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. And then also the question's raised, why has this taken so long to get to court? And the, I almost, I know the, the answer, because he's so powerful, or was so powerful, that nobody wanted to speak out about it. Yeah, they wanted to make sure. But I mean, yeah, the guy works for like Russian TV and stuff. He can't have that great moral. He's still doing his. He's still doing his show on RT in the in the meantime. Still doing his show. Russia's behind him, and if Russia says you're a good guy, that means he must be. <sighs> oh man, that's uh, yeah, that that was pretty bad. And that's I don't know if that's like the right note to end the episode on. <laughs> Let's quick think of something happy, James. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna refresh the old Reddit feed. Oh, let's. 
Wait, hold on. We also have the first official image from Zombieland, Double Tap. It's called Double Tap, Colin. The Zombieland sequel is called Double Tap. Well, it's called it's called Double Tap. Yeah, because that's what you got to do to kill a zombie. Double Double Tap. Never mind. It was one of the rules. It's a it's a fine callback. Wait, is is that actually the name of the the film? Yeah. At least it's not the Zombieland, right? Yeah, and it's not the TV series that Amazon made. Nice. Okay, that's a good way down the show. Um, please do get in touch at Cecil Parade, basically everywhere. You know where we are. And if you've seen anything, send it over. Give us a review. Audio format, cecilparade.gmail.com, and you will be featured yeah. on this very podcast. Absolutely. James, it's been a pleasure. I will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next and week. And my passport is going away for at least a while. nine days. I hope you can relax. Yeah. I'm going to go and unfreeze my beer. Good stuff. Bye, James. Bye, Colin. Bye, Batfleck.